Section 12, Deliverance, Part 2. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tom Hirsch. By the city colony is meant the establishment in the very center of the ocean of misery of which we have been speaking, of a number of institutions to act as harbors of refuge for all and any who have been shipwrecked in life, character, or circumstances. These harbors will gather up the poor destitute creatures, supply their immediate pressing necessities, furnish temporary employment, inspire them with hope for the future, and commence at once a course of regeneration by moral and religious influences. From these institutions, which are hereafter described, numbers would, after a short time, be floated off to permanent employment, or sent home to friends happy to receive them on hearing of their reformation. All who remain on our hands would, by varied means, be tested as to their sincerity, industry, and honesty, and as soon as satisfaction was created, be passed on to the colony of the second class, the farm colony. This would consist of a settlement of the colonists on an estate in the provinces, in the culture of which they would find employment and obtain support. As the race from the country to the city has been the cause of much of the distress we have to battle with, we propose to find a substantial part of our remedy by transferring these same people back to the country, that is, back again to the garden. Here the process of reformation of character would be carried forward by the same industrial, moral, and religious methods as have been already commenced in the city, especially including those forms of labor and that knowledge of agriculture which, should the colonist not obtain employment in this country, will qualify him for pursuing his fortunes under more favorable circumstances in some other land. From the farm as from the city, there can be no question that large numbers, resuscitated in health and character, would be restored to friends up and down the country. Some would find employment in their own callings. Others would settle in cottages on a small piece of land that we should provide, or on cooperative farms which we intend to promote. While the great bulk, after trial and training, would be passed on to the foreign settlement, which would constitute our third class, namely the oversea colony. All who have given attention to the subject are agreed that in our colonies in South Africa, Canada, Western Australia, and elsewhere, there are millions of acres of useful land to be obtained almost for the asking capable of supporting our surplus population in health and comfort were it a thousand times greater than it is. We propose to secure a tract of land in one of these countries, prepare it for settlement, establish in it authority, govern it by equitable laws, assist it in times of necessity, settling it gradually with a prepared people and so create a home for these destitute multitudes. The scheme in its entirety may aptly be compared to a great machine, foundationed in the lowest slums and purlieus of our great towns and cities, drawing up into its embrace the depraved and the destitute of all classes, receiving thieves, 
harlots, paupers, drunkards, prodigals, all alike, on the simple conditions of their being willing to work and to conform to discipline. Drawing up these poor outcasts, reforming them, and creating in them habits of industry, honesty, and truth, teaching them methods by which alike the bread that perishes and that which endures to everlasting life can be won, forwarding them from the city to the country, and there continuing the process of regeneration, and then pouring them forth onto the virgin soils that await their coming in other lands, keeping hold of them with a strong government, and yet making them free men and women, and so laying the foundations, perchance, of another empire to swell to vast proportions in later times. Why not? End of section 12. Recording by Tom Hirsch.